Hello and welcome to the Black Tokyo Podcast. I'm your host, Eric L. Robinson. For those of you that listened to the first podcast, you know that the USCIS has changed immigration procedures for U.S. military service members and civilian workers with foreign national dependents. Additionally, the Department of Defense will expand base privileges and access beginning January 1st, 2020 for disabled veterans that either live in the United States or overseas. Even if you have a 0% disability rating, you'll be able to take advantage of using the PX, BX, Marine Corps Exchange, the Commissary, and NWR facilities. If you haven't already done so, I would appreciate it if you would subscribe to the podcast. You can also find me on YouTube under Black Tokyo. In this episode, I present some changes in Japan's traffic law and also something that will impact military service members and veterans that have had difficulty in dealing with military hospitals. Some of you may be familiar with my rant when it comes to seeing kids not in car seats or not wearing a seatbelt when they're in the car. Every day without fail, whether I'm driving to work, going to the store, just anywhere, I'll see a kid climbing over the car seat, tapping on the back window, waving at me, hanging out the window, jumping up and down while their parents are driving, and the parents seem to have not a care in the world. Yeah, I know, not my car, not my kids, not my problem. Well, something that will impact all living in Japan is this new Japanese road traffic law. This new law increases the punishment for those that use an electronic device while driving. So in the past, if you're caught using an electronic device and you caused an accident, one would face up to three months in prison or a fine of up to 50,000 yen. So the new penalties for creating a danger to traffic, including causing a traffic accident while using an electronic device will be increased to up to one year in prison or not more than a 300,000 yen fine. The use of electronic devices while driving, which means holding the device, the fines will increase from 7,000 yen to 25,000 yen for those owners of a large size vehicle, 6,000 yen to 18,000 yen for those owners of a regular size vehicle, and for you motorcycle drivers, it'll increase from 6,000 yen to 15,000 yen. And if you are on a moped or scooter, it will now increase from 5,000 yen to 12,000 yen. So the bottom line is don't text and drive, don't look at your phone and drive, don't hold your phone and drive, or you could be in for some stiff penalties. Now, in taking a look at a law that will impact active duty service members and also veterans that have had difficulty in dealing with U.S. military hospitals. This story is especially for you. And this is thanks to the efforts of a former Green Beret, Richard Stayskal, who fought the military in order to hold them accountable for medical errors. So through his hard efforts, and efforts of his lawyer and Representative Jackie Spear, Democrat out of California, who is the chair of the House Armed Services Committee's Military Personnel Subcommittee, Bill H.R. 2422 was introduced. So what's the story? Back in 2017, 
After doctors failed to diagnose his illness, he found out that he had terminal lung cancer. So that's where the fight begins. He decided that the military had to be held accountable. H.R. 2422, or this National Defense Authorization Act, or NDAA, includes a provision which is inspired by Sergeant First Class Ray Scott's lobbying that will allow service members for the first time to file claims against the military for alleged medical malpractice in military facilities. Now, the Congressional Budget Office estimates that it'll cost about $400 million over 10 years to cover claims. So what does the Ferris Doctrine actually do? And so for years, this doctrine has survived one legal challenge after another and effectively prevented military families from seeking redress in the courts. But then there's good news. On December 11th of this year, the House passed this NDAA. And then the Senate passed it on December 17th. And Sergeant First Class Strakal was there at the Capitol to witness the votes. So this Friday, 27 December, the new law, known as the Sergeant First Class Richard Strayskal Military Medical Accountability Act of 2019, will not overturn the Ferris Doctrine, and it doesn't allow service members to sue the Department of Defense. It does, however, create a way for them to hold the military medical facilities accountable. So through this new claims process, service members with successful claims are eligible for monetary compensation. The best part is there is no cap on the amount that they can receive. This new law also forces the Defense Department to document and respond to such claims and provides for congressional oversight of the DOD's administration of the claims process so it can be improved in future years. This law is retroactive to the beginning of 2017, which is just before Sergeant First Class Strayskull's fateful visit to the military hospital. And this means that Sergeant First Class and his family can file a claim against the U.S. government. Join us for the next podcast and be sure to check out the Black Tokyo blog and the YouTube channel. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, feel free to contact me here at the podcast via the blog or leave a message on the YouTube channel. Black Tokyo, since 1999, first in urban Japan. Stay strong, stay aware, and enjoy the rest of your day. It's colder, you know